1: How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au/slash BSV. With that left eye, as he goes down hard to Zoo, he goes down hard in America. Great right hand. Accurate punching, Gachet. Now here comes Zoo: one, two, and three. Gachet rocked back for a moment. To the body goes to an uppercut as well, and he pulls over the top with his right hands. Tim Zhu has shown his toughness, and now he's showing his power as he gets through with big shots. He's now leaning on these ropes again. The body shot hurt him. Back comes Gachet, and the right hand from zoo's a big one. Right hand again through the guard. A body shot from Zu, and... Terrell Gachay is showing incredible toughness to stay up here in round number five, where he's taken power shots of plenty from Zoo. Both boys. Oh, big body shot from Zoo with the right hand. Oh, there it is again. All three have it for the winner by unanimous decision, and still undefeated. So Tim Zoo gets the decision. In a brilliant fight, he makes his statement not as cleanly as he would have liked, but the world now knows that name. That was
2: Tim Zhu, his debut win over in the United States, taking on the 34-year-old Terrell Gorshay in Minnesota Sunday afternoon Australian time. And he got his first win outside of Australian shores. He's been somewhat trapped in Australia the last two years, unable to leave because of covid um, but he made a, made a mark on his debut, and it was great to see. So he's entered the, the American boxing scene. Peter Maniatis has been among the boxing scene in Australia for a long time as a broadcaster, promoter, and an agent, and he's with us here on the Sporting Capital on SEN this Monday night. Peter, it's uh, good to speak to you. How are you going?
0: Good evening, Jordan. Great to be on the show.
2: Was that as good as an American debut that uh, Tim Zhu could have asked for?
0: Look, he... Obviously, before the fight, everyone thought, including the bookmakers, that he was just going to walk in and swagger through the fight. That did not happen. He had adversity early. He was on the canvas. I mean, no one plans to go down in the first round, and that was only the second time in his career that he has, you know, bit the dust in his fight. But the good point that I saw in Tim was he didn't panic when he got up. He was calm. It took him a few rounds to kind of adjust the game. But once he did, it was very brutal towards... Um, who's no slouch. I mean, he's fought for a world title against Alessandro Lara. So, I mean, he's been in there at that top level. So, he's not a slouch. He's an Olympian as well and pretty good record. You know, only had the two losses with 22 wins. Not a big puncher and had a high arm guard and good defence. But it was a good test for Zoo, and and Zoo passed. Zoo. you know, when you look at it, he did show that he's at the mark now. He's not far from winning a world title or... Fighting for a world title and being very competitive because, you know, you're talking about Shalo and Castano. They're they're both a little bit above a Gousha, Terrell Gusha I think they, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they've earned the right to be. I mean, Shalev's only had the one loss, and that was to Castano in 35 fights, and he's at that top level. And he, his brother's also a world champion. They're twins, so um, you know, they're, they're fabulous athletes, and and they're very hard to beat. So for Zul to step up and fight guys like Charlo and castano who we are fighting each other in may in los angeles on showtime so we'll be able to see that on may 14 and zoo's in the prime position to fight the winner does zoo go straight into a fight against someone of that ilk so charlotte wins or castano wins they're both big punches and if you go if they get you down they're not going to let you off the hook he made the mistake and he got caught you know against someone like Goshi, can possibly weather the storm and come back, but Shalon Costano won't let you off the hook if they get you down in that position. So does he have one or two more fights and really hone in onto it now that he's in the US market or does he go straight into a world title and fight to win out of shalon Costano? That's going to be the interesting point.
2: After his knockdown in the first round, Tim Zoo, what did he do afterwards to level the momentum? Because he was not, he wasn't... Uh, he wasn't dazed or fuzzy by the, by the hit. He was still pretty level, but he was stunned, and you could tell he was a bit stunned and, and, and a little bit rattled. So how did he, what did he do to try and level out the momentum of the fight afterwards?
0: Well, he, he kind of respected the opponent more, and, and he, he found his distance, and he made sure he didn't get hit with any more big shots. So that's the first thing you do. You know, You, you nullify what the, the issue was. He came in to the kill zone and he got caught with a big right hand straight down the pipe and he went down. Okay. He, he got up and he realized I've got to respect this guy. He's not like the other guys I've been fighting. So this guy can punch a little bit better. He's a little bit sharper and he's working the gaps well. So I've got to pay him a bit more respect, which he did. He adjusted. He moved well. He shook the cobwebs out and then he just went to town after that. It was it was showtime for Tim Zoo. But the fact that he did go down in that first round, we, we can't, Dislodge that it did happen, and it was concerning.
2: Yeah, he he um, he he ate a couple of punches later on in the fight as well, so Gauchet covered up for... Once Tim Zhu got on top, Gauchet was sort of on, on the defensive, but he opened up a little bit more, threw his hands out a bit more Gauchet in the later rounds when he probably knew the fight was up against him. And Tim Zhu wore a couple on the chin, but he was able to walk through them, and, and he was ultimately OK. But, however, did the fight still show that there are... Def- there are improvements needed on on the defensive game of Tim Zhu?
0: look Tim zoo you know he's he's bred to be a fighter he's been doing it since he's two years of age, three years of age, so he's been waiting for for the moments and he's got a very strict family, his grandfather Boris, obviously they keep his dad away from him because his dad's very strict and and a bit over the top, but um he's got Igor there, and he's got all good people around him so. When that moment comes, there's going to be no more better prepared fighter to be able to win that fight. Whether he can, and he can beat a Charlo, he can beat a Costano, that remains to be seen. But he's, there's going to be no stone left unturned. Whether they do it straight away now or he has another fight, just to kind of fill the market a bit more, that that is up to them. But he's, a, he's an athlete and he's got superior ability to adapt to things you could see how smart he's he's got a very high iq and he's you know he's a student of the sport so whichever way they go with him i mean you might want to just swing it and go straight into the winner of costano and Charlo, and just see what happens mm. and hope that he rises and he needed that kind of fight as a wake-up call because he did go in a bit cocky and he did go in a bit blasé so he he's not going to do that against Charlo or costano
2: Let's, let's expand on, on what you said before about he's a smart fighter. He's got the high IQ. That was noticeable during the fight. It's been noticeable through his career so far, but he always things are always heightened and, and more amplified on a, on a big stage, particularly over in America. Um, and we saw that. We saw that he, he really thought his way through the fight. There was a clear plan there. He seems like a very well-drilled fighter, like he knows what he's going to do. He knows what he has to do. What's the trademark of, of Tim Zhu's style?
0: I'd say he's very much got that European Russian background style like his dad and um, that style is very hard to beat once the mechanics work because he's got that power too. When he landed the shots, especially to the body, to um, to Goucher, you could see felt it and he winded him and he could push him back. You could see Tim was a stronger guy. So um, they're the attributes he's got, I mean he, he's a specimen, he's big, he's strong and you can see in his eyes, he, he means business. He's willing to get hurt in there. He's not looking, you know, he's, he, he's got that attitude, I'm going to run through a, a, a brick wall, I'm going to run in front of a truck to win this fight. I don't care if I get hurt. And when you've got that type of attitude with the team he's got and he's well-drilled, he's going to be very hard to beat. So whether Charlo or Castano get to fighting for a world title, you know, if you do beat Tim, he's going to get carried out on his shield. Just, you know, a little bit like George Cambosis. They're very similar in their build-up and attitude. And funny enough, they were both at the same gym growing up. So um, that's, that's, a you know, maybe it's testament to both of them because they've both got that same attitude, you know, that you're going to have to carry me out to beat me because I'm going to be trying 110% every single time.
2: So do you think he's ready for that world title fight?
0: Uh, I'd, I'd put him in one more fight after this and just get him someone maybe top 15 again and just give him one more kind of hit out because just to rub out the rust of the knockdown and having to, uh, to struggle a little early in the fight um, and just let him find his feet. Maybe you would do that but it just depends. I mean you, you don't get offered a world title fight that many times in your whole life so sometimes you just got to grab it and hope to go for it. It's a grand final Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And um, there's no losers in a world title fight because, you know, even if you lose a world title fight, you know, what a way to lose a fight in the world title. So he's really got nothing to lose. So I'd suggest his team probably will go for the win out of Shalom Costano because if you don't, then you go on a merry-go-round again and they fight someone else or then they postpone it. or And it could take another year before you get another shot. Mm. So he's really got to go for He's 27 now. He's had 20-odd pro fights. I mean, he's not going to improve anymore. If he does fight another average, you know, like a tune-up bout or whatever, it's, he's not going to get much out of it. He is where he's at, and he can train up to win a world title. So my advice would be go for the world title because you've got it at your doorstep and it's at your feet, and you don't know how long it's going to be there for. So, you know, and we saw what happened yesterday. I mean, he, he was down on the canvas. What happens if he had lost that fight? And he didn't need to have that fight. You lose your ranking. That's With boxing, you lose one fight. That's it. He's out in the top 15. It's going to take two or three years to get to where he is now. So why keep risking that when it's at your doorstep? And that's what he might need. He might need that challenge where he needs to step up. And he might need a Sharlow or Costano where you see the real Tim Zhu. And, and why not? Let's go for it. I think his team are going to go for it and fight the winner of Charlo and Costano. Tim Zhu said he's going to be ringside watching it. So let's wait and see.
2: He's twenty-one and 0 now in his win-loss uh, professional career. Six years, his professional career has, has been going for so far. So he started at about twenty-one, twenty-two. Um, you said that he's this is about the peak of where he'll be to box. I always boxing is a sport where I guess the the duration of a of an athlete's career can go well into their thirties. So he he could have a long time still left in the sport. Do you still think there is? Is it? Is it the reality that, the bo- that a boxer was, you know, six into their pro career, this is, they kind of reached their peak? Or is there still areas to go into for Tim Zhu as a boxer once he gets into his 30s?
0: It just depends. I mean, you look at Jeff Fennick and Jeff Harding, they all had fights in their... You know, they, they fought... Maybe they both had 28, 29, 30 pro fights in total. And you get someone like Manny Pacquiao so had close to 70 fights. It depends on the person and how much they want it, how much the fire burns inside you. And and it's hard to keep fighting. It's a hard existence, getting up and sparring and being hit in the face every day and stuff like that because people don't realise, you watch them on TV, these guys are human beings. They They feel the shots like we all do. They've got livers and kidneys. You don't want, you know, 200 kilo being pounded into your liver and kidney all the time. So it just depends how much they're willing to sacrifice in their life to keep going because it's at that optimum level. They drop a little bit. You're going to get hurt. These other guys. Every time people step in, they're hungry. Everyone wants to make a name for themselves. So as far as Tim goes, he he's going to do it for as long as he wants to do it. He might have another ten-year career. He might go till he's thirty-seven. He might go till he's forty-four, like Anthony Mundy. We we don't know. I mean, Sam Simon's still boxing at forty-eight. So we we don't know. I mean, we how long's a piece of string? We don't know um, how long he wants to do it, but at the moment he's undefeated. He's at the peak of his powers and he needs to start going for it and we need to see, you know, what what is there. I mean, is this guy going to be the next superstar of boxing or is he not? I mean, these are the questions that that get answered inside a boxing ring.
2: Peter Maniartis with us here on SCN, Boxing Broadcaster. Um, Peter, how strong is the... So with Tim Zhu kind of leading the way of of the up-and-comers in Australian boxing. The Australian boxing scene in general, how strong is it? For me, for what it's worth from my perspective, it looks like it's it's as strong as it's been for quite a while, but from someone like yourself who's who's seen the landscape now for a while, is this this generation, how strong is this generation of Australian boxing?
0: Well, we've got Tim Zhu ready to fight for a world title. We've got George Cambosis, who's the undisputed lightweight champion of the world. I mean, we saw George go over, not much hype for Frimo lopez who just beat lomachenko and was you know in the top five pound for pound stars and during the fight we we saw a genuine superstar unfolding in front of our eyes in cambosis so we've got him we've got tim zoo we've got justice huni we've got joe patea fighting for a world title uh may 11 on the gold coast um, up against Brightus, who's a very good cruiserweight. Mm-hmm. So there's four guys that are in contention for World Title straight away. So I'd say the sport's very healthy, and I think we've got good fighters on the way up as well. I mean, guys like Harry Garside, who's turned professional, he's coming up. We've got Nikita Zhu, Tim's brother. I mean, we don't know how good Nikita is. It took Tim at least 10 fights before he started to show how good he was as a pro. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how Nikita develops. And obviously, with the platform, he's got TV and no-limit boxing, backing him up and being able to provide opponents and also being able to provide fights frequently. And obviously, good paydays where he can be a professional fighter and not work part-time jobs to you know, substitute boxing. He, he's, he's a zoo, so he can punch. He's a southpaw. He's going to go a long way. I saw Nikita in the amateurs when he was 13. And Tim was 16. They fought at the Calabari Club. Brunswick, and um, I, you know, if I had to pick one of the two at that time, I would have picked Nikita. He looked a better fighter than Tim at the time. And Tim was sort of more into soccer back then because he was a good class soccer player, played regional level in the, in the juniors in soccer. So he wasn't that committed. I was committed to boxing, but he was playing soccer as well. Where at 13, Nikita was a beast. So it's going to be interesting to see where Nikita goes. And to answer your, the question, yeah, Australia boxing right at the moment is as healthy as it's been for a very long time because I mean we've got you know Justice Huni I mean he's a 22 year old heavyweight at 6 foot 4, 6 foot 5 and he's undefeated, he missed that on going to the Olympics but he's exciting I mean, he's, he's exciting, he's, he's got fast exciting. hands so I mean he's just, he reminds me a lot of Joseph Parker at the same age and Joseph Parker went on to win a world heavyweight title so Australian boxing right at the moment it's booming and we've got TV as well so Fighters are getting to experience watching you know, big fights and big fight nights and getting paid well and, and taking more time off work and what have you to become more professional in the sport.
2: Yeah, uh, and the sentiments on Nikita, I've heard that as well, that Nikita could be better than Tim, which is uh, which is incredible to think, but uh, he's only just started his professional career. He's only, I think, one fight in. Um, and on the women's side of things, we're looking pretty good as well. We had uh, Sky Nicholson at the, um, at the Olympics, uh, did well. She was um, very committed to the sport. Obviously, she was devastated when she got knocked out at, uh, at Tokyo. She started her professional career 2-0, and then we had her on the undercard of uh, of Ebony Bridges, who won the women's bantamweights IBF title as well earlier in, on the same morning as uh, as Tim Zoo. Um, a, a great feat to see a, a woman up there and and winning a world title for uh, for the Aussie flag. How long has her journey been for her to get uh, from to, from where she was to that
0: point? amazing journey and five foot one so she's a little pocket dynamo and I mean she started off as a card girl and a bodybuilder so we're talking about someone that's started off not even competing in boxing I always used to say you know she's just there for the image and she's a bodybuilder or what have you but she's just crafted her skills and done the hard work and to fight in front of 11,000 people and win the IBF Bantamweight world title I mean an amazing freedom. Good on her, and I hope she makes, you know, a truckload of money because she deserves it. She's worked really hard, and she proves it's not just image. She can fight. I mean, she's not anything unbelievable, but she's got great grounding. She's very solid. She's improving all the time. She's tenacious, and you know, very exciting. I mean, the, the English public love her, and and she's in match room, and they're going to keep putting her on. So. It's 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 real exciting for the females as well. We mentioned Sky Nicholson as well. I mean, she's two and six now as a pro. Exciting things for Sky. I mean, she's she could be end up being better than Ebony Bridges. I feel. Um, so, a lot of lot of good things happening in Australian boxing with the males and the females.
2: Last one, Peter, for uh, before we let you go for the evening. This could be one of the uh, the biggest nights in Australian boxing. On June five, George Kambosos, Devin Haney. What's the latest news around uh, the uh, the securing of the date of uh, of that fight?
0: Apparently, it's at Marvel Stadium. It is June five. I spoke to George about two weeks ago. they were trying to lock in an opponent. He told me that his group, which is Ferocious Promotions, are going to be involved in in the, the actual promoting of the event as well, and they're hoping to get a massive turnout. And we saw him at the tennis. When he went to see Stefano's Ciccius, and he was mobbed by the Greek fans. The Greek fans, are, I, you know, I, they're out of control. I Don't was worry about so to interrupt the babs was... and the sort or whatever. When they see a star, <laughs> these guys, they straight for he, he was mobbed. So I mean, he uh, he he's going places. His kid. I mean, he he's he, he's a Terio with boxing skills. This guy could can beat them all. I mean, he's a true warrior. We we haven't seen someone like that in a long, long time. I I remember seeing him in training camp with Manny Pacquiao. this this guy's been in three crown camps with Manny Pacquiao. This guy's a real deal. Mm. He's gone on the road to win, you know, Lee Selby in England, and he, he's he's gone to America and, and won Eliminators. I mean, this guy's not just a guy. This guy's a real deal, and we, we've got him. And I tell you what, it's gonna be—he's gonna be very hard to beat, whoever he fights with, it's hanging whoever it is. He's gonna be very hard to beat.
2: I uh, I accidentally. Uh... Stumbled across that mob that were that were around uh, George Cambosos at the tennis. I didn't I didn't mean to, I didn't know he was there. I was just at the match and I walked outside. I thought, what's that noise? And uh, I'm Greek as well, so I recognised some of the chants. And I walked over and had a look, and there was George Cambosos in the middle of, of uh, about 50 Greek guys who were all mobbing him. It was quite the sight. They love him, and uh, hopefully there's a full stadium at Marble. Marvel Stadium on June 5th for the Devon Haney fight, who's no slouch either. That's going to be an incredible fight, but um, yeah, it's going to be one night to remember uh, for Australian boxing. Peter, it's always great chatting to you. Uh, there's a big uh, month of you. big month of April coming up as well. I know Ryan Garcia is fighting. We've got Errol Spence, Tyson is in action again, so the month ahead's going to be really exciting for boxing.
0: Uh, keep up the awesome work, Jordan, and call me anytime, mate. Here for you anytime.
2: Absolutely. A pleasure talking to you, Peter. Peter Maniartis with us here on SEN, the sporting capital, on a Monday night's uh, boxing broadcast with us. And the audio we heard at the start of the segment, courtesy of uh, Fox Sports and main event, the highlights of Tim's Jew defeating uh, Terrell Gourget. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex
0: composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.